Good morning, guys. So quickly today we will discuss the fluctuations of life which people have in different areas based on the 12 ascendants of Vedic astrology. So we all have areas of life, each one of the 12 ascendants in which we undergo fluctuations, ups and downs. When I mean fluctuations is ups and downs of life, variations, no fixed way it travels through life. This is through life, by the way. This is not dependent upon really even your major periods where you undergo fluctuations because we learn through a lot of fluctuations in our life. We learn through a lot of ups and downs in whichever area. It may be in relationships, career, business, gains, losses of money, gains and losses of anything. Any area that you can consider gains and losses of, you will find that in certain areas and this is dependent upon the 12 ascendants and where the moon lands, moon sign, where the sign of cancer lands in every one of the 12 ascendants is different, different houses in the diamond chart we will see now. And this is where fluctuations occur. Why? Because moon is the one which is associated in Vedic astrology with uncertainties, with fluctuations, the mind. The moon stands for manas or the mind, which is representative of all the things which are unstable, which are flowing constantly, which are fluctuating in life. There is no there is no fixed point. There is no anchor point of the moon. Moon is constantly waxing and waning. First 15 days it is going towards the full, next 15 days it is going towards the new moon. So waxing and waning moon is symbolic also in people's lives and this goes by the 12 ascendants. So let's briefly first catch up what is the moon representative of. I'll switch the windows here. This is not it. That. So what is moon? Moon stands for the mind. It's very important to remember how moon is denoted in Vedic astrology. It's the mind or the manas, which is the trickster. It's the deceiver. It's unsatisfied hunger of the soul from one lifetime to another. That's what it signifies. It is lustful. It is sly. Lustful in a sense, don't interpret it only in terms of desires. Lustful in terms of wanting material stuff. It's materialistic. It is sly. It's restless. It wants to gain things for itself by any and all means. It has the desire for consciousness, but that desire is clouded by uh, desire for materialistic stuff. Constant wavering of emotions. Look at the theme of moon. It's always wavering about things. Wavering of emotions through changing ideas. They can change their ideas. Like Cancer Ascendant, moon will be in the ascendant itself. These people are constantly shifting their minds about everything, changing their ideas. Changing emotions, wants, desires through the mind. That's why there is 27 nakshatras of the moon. The moon changes one nakshatra every single day, almost. One plus some days. That's why it takes one day for a moon to transit from one nakshatra to another nakshatra or the constellation. Moon is also the consciousness of the ego, as I would call it. It wants to feel through possession. Moon says, I want to feel something. It's one of those ideals which says, if I don't feel it, see it, touch it, taste it, it doesn't exist. That's moon. That's the mind. It is selfish, materialistic pursuits and wants to gain wealth in prosperity, house, acquisitions and travel constantly. Travel is also uncertain. See right there, the themes playing out. Changing thoughts, changing desires. 
That's one of the thing, uh, themes of moon. It's constantly shifting thoughts and desires and according to the house that we'll see in a minute. It is less about intellect and more about satisfaction from fulfillment of desires. This is the satisfaction part of us which each of us work through in life. You take something, you're satisfied with it for a moment and then you move on. That's moon. That's what moon does. It goes from one desire to the next, one desire to the next. Why? Because the moon is a representative of that lust. It's a representative of unsatisfied hunger, as I put it in the first line there. Mind that is driven by emotional content. That's also the moon. These are the key words you need to keep of the moon, the mind, the manas. Even in the great Purusha Sukta, it is said Chandrama Manaso Jata means Chandrama is the moon is the characteristic of the mind okay now let's go to the 12 ascendants so in aries house number four always follow the house number four wherever the sign of cancer is falling this sign of cancer follow falls in aries in the fourth house as you can see it's the fourth house here it's a friendly sign so that's good if it's an enemy side it becomes worse for the person but it's in a friendly sign. So for an Aries person, the home front is always constantly changing in their life. The energy of the home front is always changing. Their emotional content is changing because guess what the fourth house is? The fourth house also stands for the chest, the heart area, physical heart area. So these people should take care of their hearts very strongly, Aries ascendant people. Because that area will change through life constantly. It's subject to constant fluctuations. For the Aries Ascendant, it falls under house number 4. Okay. For the Taurus Ascendant, that falls under house number 3. The house of skills, the house of sexual desires, the house where they participate in written and social communication, social media, skill sets. Because the third house also stands for hands and neck and speech and communication which we talked of in the earlier podcast. So the third house or the house of skills, house of communication constantly changes in life for the Taurus Ascendant because cancer falls in the third house for them. It's kind of a nasty thing for them because it's an enemy sign for the Taurus Ascendant. The third house becomes enemy because it's the enemy of the moon. Venus and moon are enemies in Vedic astrology which is very interesting. So that's the area. So they might have fluctuations in their in their sexual life. They might have some fluctuations in their skill sets or in how they communicate through life. So they have a difficult time controlling their communications because they are wavering. Their mind or manas appears very strongly in the third house, house of skill sets, communication, social media, etc. etc. Even short distance travels, they may undertake a lot of short distance travels in their life, Taurian Ascendants, because this third house stands for short distance travel. The opposite one, ninth house, stands for long distance travel of foreign countries. Okay, just so you know. Now for the Gemini Ascendant, the Cancer sign falls in the second house, the house of face, the house of what you express in speech, your family. Your first family, the birth family, wherever you are born into. So that house, the familial, birth family, familial 
relationships and what they have relationships with their immediate family for the Gemini ascendant keeps changing through life. This is everything is through life, irrespective of Mahadashas. It will keep changing. Mahadashas will impact it a little bit more, but anyway, it will change. Okay. So for the Gemini ascendant, because they are looking at Ascendant looks at everything from the root lord of the ascendant. In this case, it's Mercury. So they will keep changing their ideas, Gemini ascendant, based of their family, based on how they proceed in life. Their relationships with the elder siblings will keep changing. Because relationship, second house is also relationship with elder siblings. For the Taurus, it's relationship with younger siblings that will change. Because that's what we saw in four. This is elder siblings. Their elder siblings relationships will keep changing for Gemini Ascendant. Through life. Second house is also the house of wealth. So they will gain and lose wealth through life. Fluctuation in wealth. What they earn. Their own earning is second house. That's Gemini. That keeps changing for a Gemini ascendant throughout life. For the Cancer ascendant, it's right in the head, the first house. So if the first house itself keeps changing, these people are the most emotional and the most fluctuating in their minds. They keep changing their minds all the time. Constantly changing mind throughout life. They're not stable people, the Cancer ascendants, because of the presence of Cancer in the first house. Okay, so first house stands for self, psyche, the personality. They will keep changing their personality. People will think this person is not the same person I knew last year or the year before. That's because there is cancer. Most probably you will find as we go through this 12 ascendants, you might find similarities and know even the people in your friends and family circles, which one of the possible ascendants they could be because of the kind of changes they go through in life. For the Leo ascendant, it falls in the 12th house. What does the 12th house stands for? It stands for losses, loss of material gain of spirituality. It also stands for foreign countries. These people might go a lot to foreign countries now and then. Frequent travel to foreign countries because this is changes associated there. It also stands for um, sleep. They might be upset in the sleep patterns, 12th house is a house of sleeping. It's a house of sexual drive, bed pleasures, all those kinds of things. So it's a house for spiritual life. It's a house for loss of material gain of spirituality. They may keep changing their ideas of spirituality all that, all through their life, the Leo ascendants. And then changes in travel perhaps because this is going to foreign lands. This is service to humanity. They might keep changing their ideas of service to humanity. This is a house of daily work. The opposite one becomes the house for the community in general, the larger earth. So they might keep shifting their ideas about it through life. Then comes the Virgo ascendant. Who are these guys? Now for them, it falls in the 11th house of gains, material gains, gains of status, gains of social uh, status, gains in terms of whatever their work or career or business or jobs that they do. See, 10th house is the house of career. 11th house becomes the gain of the 10th house. That's the way it works. Okay. So whatever they gain from their career, they will see here. And this is, is subject to fluctuations. Like Virgo ascendants might find I'm working my ass off all through my life and I'm not gaining much. See, fluctuations of gain, material gains, uh, 
So they might be having lots of gains and losses through their life because the cancer is present here and nothing more. Of course, it also depends upon what other planets and points. I'm just saying general theme will be fluctuations in gains, fluctuations of materialistic gains, losses, status in social media, in community circles, 11th house of community circles, even their relationship with their elder siblings at a later stage in life, that's 11th house, that might change for the Virgo ascendants. For the Librans, that fourth house falls in the house of career. So Libran ascendants will always have constantly changing careers. They might gain and lose jobs, businesses all through their life. They might keep shifting from one thing to another through their life because cancer is present in their 10th house. Trust me, I know this from experience. So cancer, when it falls in 10th house, that is for Libran ascendants, career is constantly subject to change. And because moon is present and moon is responsible as we saw for travel, they might be constantly traveling to foreign countries on work because of this presence. Okay, They might travel temporarily to foreign countries, come back to the native country, again go back to foreign countries, 10th house cancer. That might be probably a Libran ascendant if this is what is happening in your life. For Scorpio, it falls in the, cancer falls in the house of um, Jupiter, the house, ninth house of philosophy, higher learning, foreign travels, uh, higher learning, higher philosophy. This is like the basic skill set in third house. Eleventh house becomes the higher skill set or higher learning. It's like a global mindset. It's like thinking in liberalistic terms. That's eleventh house. The sorry, ninth house. Scorpio ascendant. For the Scorpios, it falls in this. So they might be constantly changing their philosophy of life. They might be constantly moving around to foreign countries as well, but for learning kind of purposes. This is not falling in the house of career. So they might go and actually explore foreign countries just for having a higher philosophical aspect. If moon is well placed, they will go on a pilgrimage to foreign countries probably. So that's the ninth house placement of cancer for Scorpio ascendants. They might also study new philosophies. They might keep changing philosophy of life as they see it through life for the Scorpios. For the Sag, it comes in the eighth house, Sagittarius. So for the Sagittarius ascendants, if because it falls in the 8th house, which in and of itself is a house of fluctuations, 8th house is constantly fluctuating in life for every ascendant. Now, if cancer also falls in this, everything about their uh, wealth and intimate relationships, relationships with in-laws, the hidden secrets, everything will keep changing throughout their life. Their sense of having secrets about life, knowing the occult reasons. Eighth house is also the house of occult and mysticism. They'll keep changing the ideas of occult and mysticism through their life because it's a constantly shifting and fluctuating area. And because eighth house itself is fluctuating and changing area, this is very confusing for the Sagittarius ascendant. It's one of the most confusing spots for cancer to be in. It's like moon is fluctuating and on top of that, you're sitting in a fluctuating house itself. For the Capricorn ascendant, it falls in the house of spouse. So for cancer, this is again a difficult sign 
So everybody wants a spouse who's fixed or a partnership or a romantic relationship which is fixed in life. But if that keeps changing, they keep changing their ideas of intimacy and spouse and those spousal relationships, business partnerships through their life. Because fourth sign number four falls in the seventh house here and it's the enemy sign. Very tricky to navigate this. So if you have a good placement of Moon and Saturn and Jupiter, then this kind of tempers down. Otherwise, for Capricorn Ascendants, the whole area of spouse and marriage and partnerships is very vague. It's They cannot somehow put their finger on it because their house is being, spouse house is being ruled by the Moon. Nothing more there. For Aquarius Ascendants, it falls in the house of daily work. So Aquarius people falls in the 6th house. 6th house stands for what? It stands for daily work, it stands for disease, it stands for enemies, you know, battling with the enemies, that kind of a thing. Uh, fights at workplace, daily routine, daily grind of things. Okay, It falls in that area of life. So, which means how can we interpret this? Well, this can be interpreted as these people, Aquarius ascendants, have a constantly shifting or a need or a drive to keep changing their daily routines. They are not very fond of routines, Aquarius ascendants, because of this presence. The moon here makes it very fluctuating. They are always constantly fluctuating. A routine would really help them, keeping a table of things like, I'll do this on this day, every single day, no matter what. Otherwise, the moon will keep shifting their mind about it. Wherever moon appears, cancer appears, it changes their mind about that area of life. In this case, it's daily work. So these people keep changing their ideas of daily work every single day. Last, our great Piscean ascendants. For them, it falls in the house of in the fifth house. As you can see, the moon is falling in the fifth house here, over here. It's a friendly sign, so it's good because it's the house of creative intelligence, house of love, romance, etc. So they keep changing their ideas of love and romance all the time. They keep improvising or changing their creative talents, what they want to learn. The Piscean will constantly keep changing their ideas of what they want to learn in life, what they want to gain education in. Sometimes they want to do this degree. And one week later, they want to study something else. And the third week, they want to study something else. That's a Piscean ascendant. Because the moon is present in the house of education, it keeps shifting their mind about this stuff. It also stands for the house of children at a later date. Because it stands in the house of children, the children's lives might be going a lot of ups and downs. That's what they will observe. Okay, this is my short take on... Um, moon and cancer and how it plays a role in our individual lives and how the placement of cancer in different signs will give different kind of results for every ascendant. So even if you don't know what your ascendant is, then you can kind of get a feel to how this plays out for every one of them in your friends, family circles and you can see, ah, this person is having such and such a thing going on in their life. No wonder it might be because they are a Piscean Ascendant or a Cancer Ascendant and so on and so forth. Alright, that's it for me. Ladies and gentlemen, take care, be safe and have a great day.